It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, here's Frank Isola on 97.5. It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, senior NBA writer Sam Amick on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, let's get out to the uh, Zone phone. Joining us now from The Athletic, he's our good friend Sam Amick on The Big Show. Hi, Sam. How are you? Gentlemen, doing great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, we, uh, we're doing terrifically well. Uh, we were just talking about Luka Doncic. If you were one of those teams, uh, you know, Phoenix, Atlanta, Sacramento, I believe, that had a chance to, to get him in the draft and passed, how are you feeling today? <laughs> Not great. I mean, but this is, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know if I have recency bias. I feel like, guys, this is one of the most kind of, uh, when it comes to players making teams regret not taking him in their early career, I feel like this particular situation has more shelf life than most, meaning that, like, those teams, you know, felt queasy a lot of last season because of this. And then, you know, I think they would feel better at different times. I just wrote about Trey Young and how well he's played this season. And so there's there's moments when the Hawks, I think, forget that, you know that uh, even though Trey is actually making history for a guy who's 21, he's still not playing as well as Luca. And then the Kings, when Marvin Bagley was doing good things last year, you know they, they you feel better for stretches. But right now, I mean, if you're Vladi Divac, Travis Slank, and 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 even to a lesser degree Memphis, you know they had the four pick. Um, I mean, this dude's just unbelievable. I mean, he's he's up there with giants when it comes to the types of things he's doing, and, and it's got to be tough for those other teams to watch. Sam, I'm trying to decide whether I like the fact that it's in an exact science. You know, uh, this gives other teams an opportunity, not just the guys with the number one pick, in order to help their team out. So maybe a little mystery is good. No, I hear you. I mean, it's that is the, the allure of the draft. Um, I mean, I've got a pretty intimate knowledge of how a lot of those different teams saw Luca at the time. And to be honest, I think I, I can never learn too much about how that particular situation went down. Cause I feel like given the current trend and the, the way this is going in terms of how he's playing and, and this whole subplot, we're going to be talking about this for 15 years, probably, you know, it's going to be um, to varying degrees. I mean, you think about Greg Oden over Kevin Durant, um, you know, Sam Bowie, Michael Jordan, things like that. I mean, it's Luca's going to make people, you know, again, feel a, a little nauseous for a long time. You know, the Jazz have uh, uh, their two best players ever uh, came at number 16, number 13. I mean, you know, so uh, the, the folks no, here sure. like it. Yeah. Listen, even, even you know, I guess to, to kind of play to the home crowd here, Donovan Mitchell is a, another good one where – I've had pretty lengthy conversations with people from the Denver Nuggets about, you know, how Donovan could slash should be in their backcourt, you know, and they did that deal um, for Trey Lyles and, and they had their reasons for it where they liked, you know, Gary Harris is still a, a major part of their core and Jamal Murray was the one who they were ready to give the ball to, but you know, it's, it's to Utah's benefit that a squad like Denver didn't do that. So, I mean, Absolutely. I mean, you go back to the modern Ginobili, he's getting picked in the second round and, and guys like that. It, it isn't an exact science, which gets even more interesting because in 2000, 
you know, 1918, this era, the level of data and information surrounding these prospects is just at an unprecedented level, but that has not been able to cut through the mystery. Like, that mystery remains. And Rudy Gobert wears number 27 for a reason. Right, 100%. Yeah. That's Sam, maybe from the, from the Athletic with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sam, looking at the Lakers, and I think, you know, to say we're surprised by the Lakers would be a, a little bit of an overstatement. I think we all thought that they would be in the conversation in the West. How could they not be? But, you know, to be playing so well, uh, specifically defensively, the number one rated defense in the entire league, who deserves credit for how well this team's fitting together right away? Um, if I got to pick one guy, it's probably going to be good old LBJ. Um, LeBron has chosen to play defense again, and, and he can act like, you know, like he, like like it was a media narrative the past couple of years that he wasn't playing it. I mean, he wasn't playing it, and, and I I don't even need to judge him based on. I mean, you can say that at that age with that many miles. I mean, we still overlook the the wear and tear on his wheels. So I get it, like why he kind of slumped on that end the last couple of years, if not more. But he has chosen to play. But by you know by extension, I would say Frank Vogel, who I've actually talked to a decent amount about their defense this year, and you know I mean that's that's Frank's bread and butter. And so he came in and he told LeBron that he was going to need him on that end, and that sets the tone. And then you know from there, it's just their size and their length that they have taken full advantage of. I mean, you, you, when you see them in person, and my best experience so far was I was in Phoenix last week when they beat the Suns. And as you guys know, in this day and age, it's pretty tough to get a press row seat on the floor. But I was sitting half court on the floor. I'll be honest, I felt like a kid again because the action was so close. It was a lot of fun just to see, you know, the, the, the way, you know, what guys say to each other and, and everything that comes with it. But the size of the Lakers strikes you in a big way. I mean, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma's coming in as a quote-unquote wing with the way he plays. I mean, he's a huge man. So their size and athleticism has helped them defensively. Uh, and Rajon Rondo, kind of widely known as one of the highest IQ guys in the league, uh, he gave me a, a huge you know, stamp of endorsement of Frank and his defensive mentality. And considering Rondo's credentials, you know, I take that that meant a lot to me. So I think it's probably a combination of, of those guys. And some of these teams, like the Lakers, are coming together quickly. We are probably going to talk with you every week about the Jazz's progress, uh, nine and five now. But it takes time for some teams to really get it together. And maybe this will. This is what makes the basketball season interesting because it is an evolution so that some of the contenders in the West will take some time. The Lakers, I mean, the uh, Clippers, now that they have Paul George back, well, that'll be interesting to watch and to move through this season and see where it all is when the, when the uh, games really count. No, for sure. I mean, that part has been fun so far. It's actually made it tricky and challenging from a coverage standpoint. And I keep saying this is like, because I, you know, we've been able in the media for five years now to just fixate on the Warriors in the West for the most part, and then maybe a little bit the Rockets. And no disrespect to the Jazz, but it was like they were on that second tier, and the Rockets were too. But the Warriors kind of ruled the basketball world in the West, and and you didn't do as much monitoring like you're talking about, Gordon, of these different teams. I'm having a hard time keeping up because I like feeling a pulse or taking a pulse on all of them, and. Right now, 
you know, I mean, if you had, if I had to handicap, you know, a squad coming out of the West, it's probably going to be Lakers or Clippers. Um, but then Houston's turned it around. They started with a terrible defensive effort in the first five games, and it was just atrocious on that end. But, you know, they're winning games and looking good. I'm kind of curious not to throw the ball back in your guys' court, but, you know, you've got a great feel for the game, and you're, you see the Jazz, and you see everybody else in the West. I mean, you know, who's jumping out at you in terms of, I know it's super, super early, but if you were handicapping this thing, you know, who looks like they're for real? I think you hit the two with the Clippers and the Lakers, man. Right, and, uh, yeah. and I guess that's that's kind of why I asked about the Lakers because they haven't seemed to have those those speed bumps that the Jazz are are going through, and they added a major piece in Anthony but Davis. But Sam so. brings up a great point, and it's that that LeBron seems engaged again at both ends of the yeah. floor, and maybe a great player like that, Sam, just. If he looks around and says, oh, this team just doesn't have it, he's not going to give it his all. I mean, that's, that's a oh, part of the sure, yeah. answer, isn't it? Uh, so, Speaking of we'll which, see. excuse me, did you guys see um, this video that kind of went viral with LeBron talking to Mark Davis, the official, about his defense the other day? I missed it. I missed it, too. I can't believe I did. Yeah, it was pretty good. Somebody, a fan sitting courtside had a video clip where LeBron's upset about a, a non-call or a call, I'm not sure. But he's talking to Mark, and he's being funny, but he's sending a message. And Mark's kind of on the sideline. You know, they're about to have an out-of-bounds play. And LeBron says, he's like, Mark, you know, I know you've been reading in the media, and you're probably believing that I haven't played defense past couple years, but but it's a new year, man. It's a new year. I'm I'm, I'm defending. (laughs) Like, he was joking, but it's just like he's not joking. Like, this is a, a real thing. And my thing with them in general is they've got a chip on their shoulder. Um it's the interesting like the comparison to the jazz is interesting because i'm with you jake in terms of both teams getting used to a new piece um but i don't necessarily think that utah has as much reason to have an edge or a chip on their shoulder at this point uh, than the lakers do lebron has convinced that the entire world said that he was washed every social media post he puts up right now is you know hashtag washed king um, so agree or disagree, like that's the hill that he's dying on. AD had the worst PR season of his life last year, and I'm talking public relations. Um, and so now kind of wants to make the most of this opportunity. And then all the way down the line <clears throat> from there, Dwight Howard and his kind of renaissance, guys like JaVale McGee trying to hang on and, and, and make a mark. So I feel like the makeup mentality-wise is, is leading to what the Lakers are doing right now. Sam Amick with us, uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, uh, Sam, we've spent uh, really the entire interview west. Let's let's look east for a second. Who, you know, we're seeing Miami at the top there. Boston is off to a, a, a better start than I thought. You know, Milwaukee and, and Philly are there as well. But who right now is for real out east as we compare them to these teams that we're talking about in the west? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, Boston jumps out. But then, you know, you see they played well last night, but they couldn't finish the job against the Clippers. Um, Kemba, in particular, has been a, a good fit, even though he's not playing at the highest level for him. But Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, kind of showing that, that all the – remember, it wasn't that long ago, 18 months, where, you know, all the buzz in the East was all about rising stars, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And they're kind of showing that there was a reason for that. And so, I mean, Boston definitely jumps out at you. I'm still a believer in Philly, even though they've been inconsistent. They're, you know, they're integrating their new piece in Al Horford and, and the size that they 
spring is, is legit. Um, Miami's fun to watch. I don't put them on the same tier, but, you know, shameless promotion at the Athletic. My guy, uh, Michael Lee, uh, had a great interview with Jimmy Butler this week um, the, where he kind of broke down the West and, and actually had a, a really good piece with Joel Embiid as well. So um, I don't have the standings in front of me. I feel like I'm leaving a big boy out. I mean, Toronto's look good. Pascal Siakam yeah. looking like an MVP candidate, which is not something that we, you know, I, I did think he was a max player and deserving of that contract. I did not expect the kind of jump that we've seen so far. Sam, are you believing these reports that uh, Kyrie uh, has problems there in Brooklyn? What did I miss on the latest? This is not. Uh, uh, this is fresh from you, Gordon. That he's an unhappy. Uh, that he's an unhappy presence. Let me put it that way. Well, I mean, I saw for sure the story that Jackie McMullen did yeah, yeah. recently at ESPN. I mean, as a writer, I know this sounds like you know. Let me pull out my violin. It's challenging sometimes when, like, you write a comprehensive analysis in a, in a piece about a situation like she did. Um, but the most, the sexiest part is going to get pulled out and aggregated and, and turned into a new headline. And so, like, you know, that entire story, I thought, painted a, a really interesting picture. But, yeah, the thing, I mean, the thing with Kyrie is that this is not a new trend. He is universally known as being a moody guy. I mean, I have two reactions. For one, there's this defensive part of me that kind of says, listen, we're all moody in, in life in general every once in a while. So I think the microscope tends to, it just illuminates it and it ends up being a little tough for these guys to deal with. But I've also, you know, I've covered international tournaments. Um, trying to think if this, yeah, it was in the Olympics with Kyrie and, you know, and been with him day after day. And I've seen it firsthand. Like, he can be a nice guy, and then the next day he's blowing off media and almost has this kind of vibe about him like he thinks it's funny that he's making our job harder than it has to be. So, you know, that's it's it's funny to me that he and Kevin Durant are so close and that they decided to go down that road because the two guys who are known as the moodiest in the league among the stars are probably those two guys. I mean, even more so than, like, LeBron can be a lot, but he's a pretty steady you know, presence in, in every, you know, my experience, but Kyrie and Kevin are the two guys you, you consistently hear that when it comes to forget basketball, just the work life experience, like you come to the office and that person uh, is lighting the room up one day and then, you know, taking it down in a negative way. Uh, the next, it's a little hard to, to kind of deal with well, I tell you, Jake's that way a lot. I have to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> okay, come on. I put on that on the tee for you, didn't I, Gordon? <laughs> yeah, you I put sure that did. on the tee for you. <laughs> well, Sam, thank you as always for jumping on with us. We always look forward to it. You got it, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Sam. Sam Amick of The Athletic. Just kidding. Hmm. Hmm. We're taking shots on me, and the day after I lost a dear friend, my car died. <laughs> Now, Jake, you're about as steady as they come. I appreciate that, Gordon. Except if my transition goes out in the middle of a gas station parking lot, then I need then I need a little help. Yeah, that's uh, that's sad. Are you going to have a little uh, ceremony for your car? I feel like I should. (laughs) A a death dedication for your car? (laughs) Some people name their cars. You know, they really get close to them and. I'll tell you what I'm not looking forward to, and and you and Austin both will will understand what I mean by this. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm really not looking forward to cleaning it out. 
I got a lot of crap in there. Why are you going to clean it out if it's just going to be melted down to a, uh, an iPhone No, or no, I mean, I've got clothes in there. Well, you got to understand, I mean, Austin. Uh, Jake's car, I, I swear, I mean... It looked like a deli counter for a while. I don't know if you had food in there for the past month. I got... Uh, uh, did you have a refrigerator in there or something? I mean, your car looked like you were living in it. I've got, I got a lot of stuff in there that I got to go, I got to go through. He yeah. had, he had like magazines and newspapers from about a, five months ago. I, Probably my tax information. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I've got, I got a lot of stuff I got to go through now before I, uh, I get rid of that car. So mm. terrific. All right. Dozens of pairs of sunglasses. It does. It did look like a bomb went off in a laundry basket. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff. I got to clean it out now, which is just terrific. All right, we're live here. Magpies nesting in there, didn't you? That might have happened. More big show coming up next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.